ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant Golf. Here's your hosts, the Chief, Liam, and Joey Legs. Hello, friends, and welcome to a tradition unlike any other, the Masters. This is Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant Golf. Please make sure to listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and download on Apple if you can, or Spotify. Leave a five-star rating. It'll help us a lot. Uh, it's Tuesday, April 6th. Chief here, joined in studio by my two co-hosts, Liam B. and Joey Legs. Behind the glass, Elo and Piz working the mics. Folks, we've made it. It was a shitty year. Uh, but you know what? Spring has sprung. And in 48 hours, even less than that now, we will witness the azaleas and dogwoods in full bloom around Amen Corner at Augusta National Golf Club for the 2021 Masters. The spring awakening, boys, has me feeling all sorts of ways. Magnolia Lane is calling, and who will answer? That is the question. We made it. Um, I'm pretty juiced up for this Masters. Obviously, I think back to DJ just a few months back, putting on the green jacket in Butler Cabin. Uh, he'll be back in contention as well as many others at the top. But what do we think? How do we feel in this week coming in? I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see these boys tee off. I'm interested in how the course is gonna play, you know, this month compared to how it played in November. It's gonna be a lot firmer, faster, and these guys are not gonna be scoring, you know, minus twenty. You know, winner's probably gonna be minus thirteen, minus twelve, hopefully a little lower, like when they're playing, you know, you know, plus three, plus four makes the cut. You know, a lot of those guys are low, so I'm hoping it's a nice low-scoring uh, affair. Yeah, I hate to agree, but Liam and I talked about it earlier in the week, and, you know, uh, we were bringing up how it's definitely going to be a lot firmer than it was in November, and, you know, we, I mean, average score winner, it's like minus 10 to minus 15, you know, around there. The minus 20 was kind of an outlier. Uh, so Outside when Will it, what, Will took it at plus one? Danny yeah, Willett, which, the, the infamous, that is when all the degeneracy began was with Danny Willett back in 2016. Yes, yeah, Spieth put it in the water twice on number 12, uh, Golden Bell. Wasn't so golden for him, but uh, Willett won that year. I was watching last night, 2011, when Charles Schwartzel ended up winning, uh, when Rory had a, I think he had a three or four stroke lead heading into Amen Corner, and of course he collapsed and he ended up shooting 80. That was tough. We'll talk about Rory in a little bit. Hmm. Uh, of course, the big story coming in is the Texan himself, Mr. Jordan Spieth. Finally got the monkey off the back after a nearly four-year stretch of not winning. He took down the Valero Texas Open last week in impressive fashion, holding off Uncle Chuck Hoffman, the Wild Tringolini, and Matt Wallace, who will be talking about him a little bit later in the podcast. I think we might see him again this week. Uh, but great to see Speed win, of course. Boys happy to see Speed win. I think it was a long no, time no, coming. No, no, for sure. I think it was nice to see his wife too. Uh, afterwards, kind of the emotion he kind of spoke about that too in his press conference. How the people in his corner, and he felt so like excited to win, and like kind of the relief to win. Obviously, going into the Masters weekend, so I, I was pumped to see him win, and I'm pumped to see him play this weekend. Yeah, I think he has a nice edge this weekend. You know, similar form to his last Masters victory coming in. It was just great to see him. He was contending, 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 you know, sort of like Uncle Lee's been, Lee Westwood. Mm. But he finally got it done, which was exciting to see. It was. And, uh, you know, the question now is can he hold on and continue the success? You've seen a lot of trends. I know Justin Ray on Twitter, a lot of guys were tweeting out Spieth's form leading into his previous Masters victory in 2015 is eerily similar to this week. What was so, it? It was like 1,300 days between victories, too. So It's incredible. It was great to see him get back. It just goes to show the testament of fortitude in the mind and the body for champions like Spieth. For and sure. I do think he will be in contention again this weekend. He likely will be the highest-owned player on DraftKings. So. Is he at 9,400? That's what I got over here. That's, that yeah. seems very low. Yeah, it was. I mean, they did release this. Uh, well, I'm sure they did the algorithm for pricing before Valero was done. But, I mean, Speed's been playing great for the last month now, and his history at the Masters speaks for itself. So I expected him to be uh, somewhere in that 9,000 range, but I think you'll, you'll see him – 25 30% owned I think somewhere yeah, in that much, range. On FanDuel he's much higher salary. So I think he's in, you know, top 5 6 guys salary on FanDuel. Yeah, he's in the upper 10s I believe. 
Yeah. Um, well, we're going to dive into this. We're going to pretty much run through every player on DraftKings pricing. Uh, but first, real quick, Liam's going to give you guys a little heads up about Blayton Golf. I want to tell you guys a little bit about our home site, Blayton Golf. We all love golf and can't get enough of it. And when you just need a little more golf in your day, visit BlaytonGolf.com. BlaytonGolf.com has something for every fan of the game. From the ones that watch every weekend to the one that watches the final round at the Masters. No matter where you fall in that bunch, Bladen Golf has something for you. Find blogs from our experts about everything from news, tournament previews, and recaps, betting tips, and much more. Shop for a selection of Bladen Golf merch with gear for both on and off the links. It is also the home of our podcast you're listening to right now. If you love golf and just want more of it, head to BladenGolf.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bladen Golf. That's BladenGolf.com for your new home for old golf things. All right, so let me just give you a quick course breakdown to recap. Augusta National Golf Club was founded in Augusta, Georgia in 1932 by businessman Clifford Roberts and the legendary Bobby Jones, probably the greatest amateur golfer in history. Uh, the course was designed by Alistair McKenzie, probably, again, one of the best. So you had some of the best of the best here making this course uh, in the Georgia swampland. It's known for its picturesque setting, sloping landscape, minimal rough, tall Georgia pines, Ray's Creek, and fast, tricky bentgrass greens. Uh, Dustin Johnson is your defending champion from November of last year. And prior to that, he had, let's see, Tiger, of course, 2019, the epic victory comeback. Uh, then you have Patrick Reed before that, Sergio over Jay Rose in the playoff, Danny Willett, and Jordan Spieth back to 2015. So, uh, you know, last year was a little different in November. Liam referenced it before. Uh, course was set up a little bit easier. You saw a ton of scoring records broken. Players, especially with that high apex ball flight, were able to kind of just plop the ball on the green pretty nicely, and they made a lot of putts, so... From everything we're hearing, the course is going to play more like its traditional setting this spring with a little bit more wind, firm, fast. So maybe some of these other guys that are a little bit shorter that couldn't contend, the Kevin Kisner of the world, you know, Zach Johnson maybe pokes his head in and makes the cut, Uh, especially Thursday. It looks like possibly Thursday into Friday we could see some rainstorms come in that'll lighten up the course a little bit, make it a bit softer scoring conditions for the weekend. But at least early on, it looks like firm and fast, and that's the way we like to see it. Starting out at the top, we got DJ at 11-5 on DraftKings. And, I mean, listen, there's nothing stopping DJ from putting on a second green jacket. I, I don't I don't think there really is. He's not really getting talked about because his form has cooled off uh, pretty, pretty big time. Pulled out of Valero, which I'm not concerned about. I probably just want a little more time around Augusta. And I don't know. What do we think? Uh, just, just with DJ, quick. What do we think? I think his swing looks good, but his current form kind of doesn't put him in contention to be in that T10 range uh, or the winning circle. So, I, you know, I'm. you're right. He hasn't been talked about a lot. I'm going to stay away from him this week, but you, it doesn't say that he's not going to play well. I, I just don't have him in my lineups. Yeah, I don't know. Liam, what do you think, DJ? I mean, I'm not going to play him in a lot of my lineups. I think he's going to be owned fairly amount with, you know, JT and them all being around the same – you know, price range, and he's someone that, you know, defending champion, he could, you know, score early in this tournament and, you know, hold, hold the lead. But I'm not going to be playing Dustin Johnson, but I do think he's going to be, you know, lurking. He's going to make the cut, obviously. You know, 88 players in this field, 50 make the cut. So it's a little different than your normal week of a tournament. And, you know, any withdrawals, you know, they don't add anybody. So only 38 guys are missing the cut at most. You might see, you know, even 60 guys make it depending on that cut line. And, you know, Vegas has him kind of the equivalent to Spieth and JT in that plus 1,800 range to win. So, you know, they're all kind of in the same boat. If there's one week that you need six guys to make the cut, it's this week. week, Like, you can't have guys missing the cut or you're not in contention for any money. No shot. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think Dustin will be there. He's pretty much always there. Uh, Just the likelihood, though, of back-to-back jackets, you rarely see it. Faldo did it. Tiger did it. Uh, But it's it's a very rare occurrence. How does that handle for the jacket go if you win back-to-back? That's a good question. I don't remember. I guess the last (laughs) one we got, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Give put it on jacket. your own shoulders. Maybe yeah, you can have uh, Kevin Knockham in and put it on for no. him. We'll, <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> That's so funny. We'll get to, we'll get to the nod in a little while. But uh, I'll tell you what, John Rahm, 11K, had the baby. God bless. Kind of a weird name on the kid. I don't know what he was thinking with that. I need to research that. Keppa, I think he named the kid. Keppa? Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, listen, God bless him. And Kelly had the kid. Now he's going to be there. 
So this is actually a little debate. The question we could have is, will Rom be more alleviated mentally that the baby was born and everything's okay? He's down there. I heard he's not getting there till late Tuesday. He's not going to set foot on the course till Wednesday. I mean, he knows the place well. Great track record. If he wasn't having the kid, he'd be my odds-on favorite to win. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he just is a little light on the sleep. And he, I, I don't know. It's This is a conundrum for me. I think we still need to play Rom pretty heavily with the chance that he could finally put on the green jacket. There may be no one more ready for a major than him right now. But uh, I don't know. It, it definitely throws a wrench into the equation, this kid, man. I don't know. He didn't time this properly. With, with his current form, though, do you think that he would have played well this week? Yes. I think he'd be totally fine. I mean, if there was no pregnant wife, no baby along the way, I think he'd be in real contention for this green jacket. Dude. But as you said, you know, I didn't even think about the limited sleep and stuff like that. His mind is scrambled eggs right now. But he doesn't know what he's doing. I know, but does it open his mind or does it, you know, is he like I, all good I, now that on, the kid's on, you know, here and everything's yeah, good? Yeah, on one or? hand, I definitely agree. Like, okay, his kid's safe. His kid was born. Everyone's healthy. Like, it's great. But at the same time, he just had a kid. Like he's not thinking about golf. He didn't practice. Yeah. He's not going to get there till late. He doesn't. He's, he's not prepared. About that uh, college tuition this week. He's going to yeah. take take it home and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, put it away. I'll tell you what though. Uh, fourth, ninth, seventh, last three uh, trips around Augusta for the Rombo. Uh, I think it's. I'm going to err on the side of being a better thing that the kid was born, not having to think about it the whole time. You know, now it's more of just a rest factor. He's still a relatively young guy. Uh, I think he's going to come out firing away and. We've seen the success of Spaniards dating back to the late Seve Ballesteros to Sergio getting the victory. I think Rom is next. I think Rom will get a major. I think he will get a Masters. Yeah. I don't know if it's this year just because all the other things going on, uh, but I definitely would not put it out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I'll be playing him. I'll be playing Bryson as well, right underneath him at 10-8. Uh, you know, kind of got a little egg in his face last time when he said that the course was playing par 67. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him on Twitter. I mean, it was comical the way he was swinging the club on the range he was trying to reach the porch of the media center vj standing next to him like look at this fucking guy what is he doing but you know what it's kind of working for him i mean he took apart Wingfoot. uh he was planning on doing he, he was okay his history here is not great mainly because he puts like shit at augusta but he still figured it out somewhat i mean he's in the 20s and 30s for his finishing position the last few years but recent form i mean third back to the players we're not we're not going to really count the match play uh and then obviously he won bay hill over uncle lee both of them over uncle lee seventh before that so seventh first and third not including the match play coming in uh i like bryson's chances this week i kind of felt after november he'd be gunning for vengeance after that and i don't really have many reasons to think otherwise besides that now See, on those top dogs yeah. i'm all over bryson you know between jt dustin and bryson i'm you know, going with Bryson this week, I'm rolling it out. But par five scoring is so important at Augusta, and he he's got to get it done on par fives I if agree. he wants to win. And you think you, the woman's uh, amateur was last week at Augusta, and you know I watched a lot of it. And Patty Tavakinakit, uh, I can't even say her last name. Whatever it is, she she was average three twenty three off the tee, and she her average green. Uh, Three twenty three, three average three twenty three off the tee, and she was hitting eighty five percent of her greens in regulation. I so mean, that's what I'm saying. Like if you look at the correlation between the two, like doesn't matter men's versus women's. It's just you're three hundred fifty yards off the tee. Like you're gonna score. You look at when the you back, got a nine iron in on par fives. It's pretty nice. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was just gonna say thirteen and fifteen on the back. Your two best scoring opportunities coming home. Uh, Bryson could be hitting. Yeah, he could be hitting an eight iron in easily if he hooks it around the tree on thirteen. That court. I mean, he. Yeah, I mean it's big. He could also let one loose and miss. I feel like he's been yards. Go- I feel like his driving I mean, is getting more accurate. Yeah, slowly and slowly, it's becoming more accurate. You know, we saw him at first just bombing balls to wherever he could. And now it seems like he's bombing balls down the fairway. And, you know, he, you know, he likes to hit that big, big, big hook draw. I mean, that plays well for righties at Augusta. We've seen it in the past. We've seen the reverse between lefties winning at Augusta due to their hitting the slice from the left-hand side of the tee box. So guys like Bubba with multiple masters, Phil with multiple masters, uh, Mike Weir even won as a lefty. So that ball flight going from right to left really helps you on those certain holes, especially 10 and 13. Uh, the par five. So I don't know. I, I think Bryson will be there. I mean, I expect him to be there. I expect all these top guys to be there, uh, except for maybe one or two of them. I but. actually love watching Bryson putt. He sort of looks like a robot. 
Yeah. He's so in tight to his body. Like, it's what crazy. is his arms doing? I don't know, but it's going to come down to the flat better. stick for Bryson here. I mean, that, that's really why he hasn't succeeded here in the past is he's not putter well. So if he can get that together, there's no reason he can't be having that green jacket. What size jacket you think? I mean, he's got to have oh to be like God. It's probably 48, pushing 40, 40. Yeah, he's going pushing across the back. Chest, 100%. Like a silverback. I mean, he, <laughs> might, he might go 46 and just rock it tight. Yeah, yeah he probably would. Yeah, he's got to rip it. Now, like, will he get all the sponsors sewn into the side of the jacket like he has on his hat? I don't I, know. There's I don't not know. enough room, I don't, I don't think. Know. Might have a little Trump golf right on their I left. I would like to see him wear a normal hat this weekend. I saw like a video with him wearing a normal hat. It kind of bugged me out because I wasn't used to it. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. He'll be there. I mean, we could see. It's funny. I was thinking back to Sawgrass, so that how that kind of unfolded at the end with Uncle Lee Bryson and JT, and ten thousand six hundred Justin Thomas. Don't think there's a player that checks as many boxes as him coming in. Obviously, form just coming off the win at Sawgrass. Track record here has become elite. He struggled early in his career, but the last few years he got together. I'd say fourth, twelfth, seventeenth. Uh, that's going back. So 17th, 12th, and 4th trending upwards towards a victory is Justin Thomas. Uh, I think he's ready for that next big step. I mean, he obviously just won the fifth major at the players. Approach numbers off the charts. Best iron player in the game. Uh, probably just comes down to the flat stick with him. If he can nail those putts coming down the stretch, uh, Justin Thomas will be my top play from the above 10,000 section this week. What do you think, Liam? Are you on JT as much or not as much? I'm not all over him, but JT has a very nice chance to win this weekend. Uh, I wouldn't take him over Bryson just for the way I think it's going to play this weekend, but I think he has just as good as a chance as any of those top guys. You know, it's it's a loaded field, and I'm more interested in that, you know, 9,000 to 10,000 range on DraftKings. Like, who could really compete there, you know, give you those three top tens that you're looking for this week? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Legs, do you have anything on JT? And then No, I mean, if you just look at his last like few, he's been T20 for 2018, 2019. He was fourth in 2020. So, like, he definitely plays the course well. He knows the course. Uh, but I don't – He don't seems know. like he plays angry when he's pissed off, too. And, you know, I don't think he's that happy after the match play, you know, taking a week off, so – I think he could care less about the match play, honestly. And I think that he's probably been talking to his mentor, Mr. Woods, down there in Florida. And I think he's ready. I just think that he has the best all-around game of the top guys right now. And I don't know. I expect him to be there at the end. Right underneath him, Mr. McElroy. Could be the contrarian play of the millennia on (laughs) DraftKings this week. I'll just say that right now. His form is not there, but he's been working with the short game wizard, Pete Cohen. Uh, does all the Euro guys short game, got Victor Hovland short game together in a matter of weeks. Uh, I think Rory, it's more than anything else, just a mental thing with him. He really wasn't in such bad form. It's getting played up a lot worse than he was actually playing. Um, one or two bad rounds here and there. Look at this guy's history at Augusta. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It I is mean, crazy. Fifth, 21st, fifth, seventh, 10th. Of course, he has not won the elusive green jacket, which would complete the grand slam for his career. Uh at like probably 7% ownership on DraftKings. I think that could be an absolutely great play for the Millie Makers, Rory at 10 to. I don't know. I'm I, I'm against how high he is in the price range um, just based off his current form, but you can't lie that he plays amazing at Augusta usually every, every year. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to play him. I'm going to continue to stay away from him. I've been against him and Ricky Fowler, who did not make the Masters this year for the last couple weeks now. So, uh, I'm just gonna stay away and see. I'm hey, if he says f you legs, like I'm gonna play well this week. So be it. But I don't. I don't think so. I tend to agree with you in the fact that I take the form currently of a player over his history. But this will be the one week where that is the exception to the rules at Augusta because you just need to know this course back and forth, the uneven lies, the different cuts you have to hit on certain holes, draws on other holes where to land the ball on the green so it doesn't roll off the back slope. Uh, I think the more experience you have under your belt, especially for a player of his ilk, like Rory's. Yeah, nah. I mean, I, I definitely agree there. I was looking upside, at the scorebook, and I was like looking at like uh, all the different things on like the, I don't know, what do you call that? The book that they have that they go around. like The, the green uh, book. The green book. Oh, there you go. It's disgusting. Like the movie. Yeah, it's, it is uh, disgusting. It's like, yeah. Like, I, was I was actually like, oh I was watching a video of one of the previous winners and his green book and you know everything he wrote about where to land on the green yeah. stuff like that. 
But getting back to Rory, I think Rory's going to have a fantastic week. I think he's going to be in contention. Uh, I don't think he gets it done, though, just like I don't think Rom gets it done. I think they're both going to be winners in the next five years here. But I I don't think it's this week. I can agree with you there. I I think we're three for three on agreement in that that call. Maybe not this week, but if he continues to lurk, he's going to lock into one. Again, he could just go out there and and just post like a nice 67 on Sunday, let the wind pick up for whoever's leading him. They could collapse and he could win. We thought Ricky would do that for many years, and maybe he still will, but it won't be this year. Yeah, I'm real interested in Sunday seeing, you know, how far somebody could come yeah. from behind here. Well, we saw Jack do it in 86. We've seen it many times. It happens. Like, they set it up for Sunday on the back nine to be as, as scorable as possible. Potential hole-in-one on 16. Uh, the two eagle opportunities on 13 and 15. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So we're leaning towards the hole-in-one bet on 16 on Sunday? I- hole-in-one bet is a lock on at this tournament. I don't know what the odds are right now, but you almost see it every year at 16. I was going to say, I can I see mean, definitely multiple single, this week. For a single round, single hole, it's got to be plus 300, plus 400 in that range. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know a little bit. We'll look into that. Right after that, we got the X-Man, who uh, I'm not going to be playing this week, personally. I think he's got to figure out a few things uh, upstairs. He's lurked so many times at majors. I'm sure people will be on him, but for me, I just don't love where his game's at right now. Uh, coming off, let's see, 98, 37, 7. Yeah, it's not his, his typical form. He was playing great. Seemed like another contention, but uh, I just don't love the way he's playing right now. He could, of course, show up. But we'll put the caveat in that he is a big game hunter, and I think along with Rom, he's probably the top guy to be ready to put on a green jacket or – similar major i could see him i could see him to having a pga pretty soon almost similar to how justin thomas broke through at the pga uh so we'll see I, i'm not really on the x-man this week i much prefer mr Cantlay right underneath him but what do you guys think now heading into the, the upper nine section nah xander's someone who's just we keep saying he's due he's due he's due i'm actually gonna go as far as say that he's gonna miss the cut this week wow get the, the scissors get the scissors First yeah. miscut top guy, Mr. Liam is calling the X Man to MC, and you know what? I'm not, I don't, I can't say that he's gonna miss the cut. I think he may make it just on the number, but I don't think that's a bad call at all right now. Is is there something a little off with him right now, and he's got to figure that out? Yeah, uh, I mean, just he, no promise from him the last you know month and a half. Nah, something's just off. It's off kilter. I don't know if it's the coaching thing with his dad or what, but he's just not. He's not clicking like he was clicking the prior six months. Um, same with Ty Hatton, but we'll get to him in a little bit. I mean, I, I like right now in this range, can't lay a lot. I mean, 17th last year, ninth when Tiger won, almost actually won it on that Sunday. Um, played amazing in the match play and I lost like to the Harmonator. I love Cantley, though. He I just know. doesn't he's, show he's up for got, you. He does break my heart a lot. He breaks my heart a lot, but I liked, I really liked what he did the year Tiger won in 2019. He made a charge on Sunday and was right Oh, he there. was sticking everything on everything. Sunday. I actually remember that. And he was like, sticking everything in the match play, too. Every just approach, the Harmonator yeah. just like pulled out the gritty guns like we the expected. Harmonator. He lost in a playoff. Not, not a concern to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Cantlay, and I, I especially like him. Although I think I think him and Morikawa probably kind of split that ownership. Look at like he's grinning, got that shitty grin on. Tell me about Morikawa. I like him too. You don't have to really right. sell me, but tell me. Give me so, give me a pitch for Morikawa to so win. So Morikawa is thirty to one to win. I like that. His average he's averaging four point six three birdies per round, which is fourth best on tour right now. And I think you know he plays forty fourth last time he played here he didn't really he didn't play prior to there then so i think he has a little bit of a better feeling on augusta this year um the odds say to take him for a huge payout but the odds of him winning are greater than it appears and a lot of the experts have been saying that uh a lot of people are actually behind morikawa this year um for whatever reason i i think his form is in great shape his swing is solid um, his mindset and his accuracy off the tee are going to be huge, especially playing this weekend. Um, I think he just plays – he's going to play very smart, and I think that he has a very high upside potential to be at least T10 for this weekend. Yeah, he hasn't been on the tour for very long, but he's somebody that if he's there on Thursday – like if he's in the top five on Thursday, he just goes all he weekend. He just goes. Like if he has a good start, he keeps it rolling. He never fades off. I know it's you know only you know two years on tour, but – And what does he have, four majors? Not four majors, no. No. Uh, Who, Morikawa? Yeah. yeah, what is he in? No, he won the PGA last yeah. year. That was his that first was major. That was one major. Right. Uh, but he's he lurked in WGC. several majors. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I like him a lot. Comes down to the flat stick with him, like many others. 
uh, these bent greens are going to be probably running like a 14 or 15 on the stint meter, a.k.a. they're going to be fast as shit. Yeah. They're going to be Usain Bolt level on the greens. Uh, and you got to be able to play those greens and have experience on them. He doesn't have too much. I mean, he played, I believe last year was his first Masters. And he yeah. came in 44th, made the cut a respectable showing. Um, familiar I mean, with the also doesn't play the days, same, though. And yeah. it's not going to play the same as then. So, I don't know, I like Morikawa. Definitely like Definitely see a T15, could see him into the T10 for sure. Uh, could certainly win, but I prefer Spieth underneath him, maybe even Patrick Reed. This this is a juicy range, Liam. I got to say, there's a lot of who I really like here. I, I don't know what, what full range you're looking at, but I love Webb Simpson this week. I think yep. he's flying under the radar. Love. You know, great approach game, great iron game. You know, not the best off the tee, but as you said, you know, some of the shorter hitters might be able to, you know, contend a little bit more. I don't think Webb Simpson's winning. But I love him in the lineup for, you know, T10. I love him as a first-round leader bet, too. Uh, Coming in with that, Ooh. gets a little extra pickup on Thursday. i got to see where they haven't released the tee times yet as of this morning. They're doing all the press conferences, so they'll probably release them soon. Maybe they are out now. By the time you're listening to this, you'll have them. Uh, 10th last year, 5th. Uh, remember, he was right there when Tiger won at the end. A lot of guys were there. Kepka was there. Finau, all three of those guys were there either in the final two pairings that year. Uh, I love Webb Simpson this week. Great price discounted uh, ownership i mean i think i think you'll get Webb at 10 percent or less for sure at that price i mean it's going to be split up between tony fiends you know the drill with him <laughs> I, I can't do it i can't <laughs> no do it without way. pepto you know with tony i just <laughs> i root for the guy I just let me see it happen first i think you know speed we, we don't need to go nuts with him we know the story he'll, he'll likely be there lurking um as i think will patrick reed at least make the cut be lurking will he get a second green jacket i don't know Kepka's who I want to talk about right now. Uh, got engaged, Mazel Tov to Brooks and Jenna. Great little thing. Actually, we're keeping it quiet. They were engaged for about a month. Didn't tell anybody. Uh, heard that he was playing the Riv, the correlated course out west last week. Looked pretty good. I don't know. What are you going to say? Anyone that saw him is going to say he's going to look good. They're not going to say he looked like shit. But I still do think that he is the player whose caliber can show that he can come out off an extended break if he's healthy. I mean, I, I don't think... I think he would play the Masters if he was a little unhealthy. I do think he would still play because he's a big game hunter of the highest order, apex predator. But uh, I don't think that he's going to be, like, hobbled. I don't think he's going to be, like, limping around aim and corner. It's a tough walk, Augusta, but I don't think he would embarrass himself if he's there. I mean, seventh in, in the fall and second to Tiger the year that Tiger won along with DJ. So, I mean, Kepka wants that green jacket badly. All these guys do. But really, for him, a guy that thrives at major venues – um, I would expect him to be lurking. Nah, he uh, he's up. definitely going to be Put lurking. Put it simply, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be there. He's I, a big-time gamer. Uh, I thought it was pretty fucked up that people were commenting on his post of his engagement, like, oh, the knee looks fine. <laughs> the knee looks fine. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's messed up. Like, uh, That's pretty it. good, though. That's pretty good. No, it was funny. It was it funny. Was fine. I mean, taking fun. one knee in the sand is a lot different than four days around the gust. Yeah, exactly. Five, if you want to count the like, practice. You're going to see after three holes and be like, oh, my God, this guy is insanely underpriced. Oh, yeah. Or... You know, he, he's priced around there. You know, he's not in this, you know, normal form, hasn't been playing as much. But if he can, you know, be as healthy as, you know, some of us think he is right now, I mean, at 9,200, come on. Ridiculous. So we'll see. I mean, it's almost time. We could, you want to talk about Ty Hatton? I don't really want to. Yeah, he, he doesn't nah. have to show up in a major. Uh, I want to wait till I see it. Definitely will be super contrary and probably fucking three percent owned if you want to be that sick and play him i probably would not touch him with a 10-foot pole no shot uh speaking of 10-foot poles could be time to break out the hammer for the first time today boys i i don't need to get into it too heavily I already right know now. You're gonna say. you know who's coming you know who's coming a guy who actually came on the radio this morning on pga tour radio they had him uh it was his press conference talking about how you know his fiance was on the bag the last few months but he's having his son caddy for him and brought up the time when Jack won in 86 with Jack Jr. on the bag. And I just think the amount of close calls this guy has. I watched him play with Phil in the final group in 2010, runner-up. Had an absolutely respectable round. Phil blacked out and won. Another runner-up a few years back, the Danny Willard year, was runner-up. A uh, guy who lost to Bryson at Bay Hill by a stroke and to JT by a stroke at the players. And lost in the match play to a fucking hole in one from Sergio. He's fucking due. He's due. He is so due. He's forty to one. He's been due for twenty years. You know, I get excited about this guy. Break I'm, that I'm, shit I'm out. Feeling Break it that inside. shit out. And I think my fake uncle Lee 
is getting hammered. Ah! Sorry, you love for the for the loudness. I just got, I, I can't control myself when Uncle Lee gets on the screen and uh, at eighty eight hundred, and I'm here in sub ten percent ownership for this guy, a guy who has a twenty year waiting period on putting the jacket on. Give me Uncle Lee all day and all night. Uncle Lee will be the first hammer play. Some weird uncle references in the middle there, but I love Uncle Lee. <laughs> I love Uncle Lee again. Listen, it's emotional with me and Uncle Lee. Not not in a creepy uncle way, but uh I, I'm gonna say he's gonna get his heart broken again this uh, week. No. Oh, yeah. I can't, oh, I, can't yo, I can't take there, it. Well. I there, can't there's take so it. many better options in the high eight range. I mean, I can I could see him being like the third round leader, you know. Who's the better option? Headed into the corner and in just the high eights? Smoked. Do you yeah, wanna t- know? Yeah, I wanna know who's the better option than Uncle Lee in the high eights this week. Sunjay M. Okay. 8,600. Okay, so Guys, he... second second yep. shot, strokes Good gained off the tee, 10th stroke gained tee to green, 48th total strokes gained. His driving accuracy is 60%. Uh, oh, wow. I actually was just reading about Sergio. My bad. His driving accuracy, Sunjay, is 70% off the tee, 6th six uh, in stro- strokes gained off the tee, 31st in strokes gained total, 27th in putting. I think he has one. When you were talking about the most complete, I think Sunjay coming into this weekend is one of the most complete players. He just hasn't put it all together. Me and Liam were just talking about how he was first for a little while over the last couple of years overall in the world. I think in the eight, the high eight range, Sunjay is a better play than Uncle Lee. I can't debate that at all with you. Um, all those stats are great. I just think the likelihood of him having a second or even another T10 at the Masters, for a guy that's only played it once uh, in extremely different conditions than last time. You're talking about a guy that's a phenomenal iron player, has been playing good, not great, has had some uh, issues with his approach game lately. Uh, he's not going to be able to be pin-seeking as much as he was in the fall. Definitely. Guy who's a little bit more familiar with the firm and fast, windy conditions on a course. Uh, I'll take Uncle Lee 20 times over. This could be a lunch bet. You want to do I a little lunch say, bet? I was going to say, I think we should definitely do a lunch bet. All right. Finish this higher. Lee, Lee, Lee sure. over Sungjae. First bet is made. Bang. Uh, what was the last lunch bet? Uh, last lunch bet? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. What did you guys get? Who, who won? What was the bet? It was Siwoo or somebody? No, we had Dougie Gim. Oh, Gimbo the Reaper. Gim Reaper. Over. Yeah, what was it? Lanto Griffin? You made the cut. I don't even fucking know. We're gonna have I, to we go, gotta, we're gonna have go to, to the archives. Yeah, we're gonna go, go, go back to the archives. Yeah. Uh, I got your right. coffee this morning, so if I lost, I lost. Fuck it. I mean, all right. So we got the first one in. Victor Hovland didn't talk about again. Another guy under the tutelage of Pete Cohen working on a short game. For me, it's gonna be another fade. Uh, I'm fading Vic, even though I like Vic. I think he's just not ready for the, this this weekend. Kind of up and down this season so yeah. far, Victor. Uh, again, only played this place once. You know, I, I just I like a guy that's been around the track more than once here. Especially, I think it is going to make a big difference that it's in its traditional time slot in the spring. Though last year was a little wonky, and maybe that's why the best player in the world, DJ, came out on top. You know, I mean, it's you you haven't seen that of late. You've seen a lot of guys in that 40 to 50, 60 to one range take this thing. Patrick, uh, will it? Charles Schwartzel, Bubba twice. I mean, it's not always that top guy, and I just think this is the range, though. This eight to nine thousand range, I think, could see the winner. Oh, of course, okay. I agree with you hundred percent. I like the eight to nine thousand so range. Guys. There's so many good guys in it, and especially like, if the wind picks up Sunday. For sure. So uh, there's other guys. Daniel Berger have heard a lot of people I, I, on I have Hamburger Danny this week. Yeah. What do we think? What do you think, Liam? Give me a little Burger breakdown. I like Burger, not. I don't like him to win it. I like him, you know, another guy to you know, contend T20. There's, there's going to be so many guys in there, though. You know, I, Berger's not my favorite guy in this range. You prefer Scotty Scheffler over Mr. Berger? I, I do like Scotty Scheffler's form. I think, you know, he plays well. He's going to play well this weekend. But also another guy that I'm not fully on. I like a lot of the guys that I'm really sinking low for some of my lineups. I'm going low with, you know, three, four guys Me and too. then really high with three, four guys. I think there's a lot of guys at the bottom that could – you know, contend and you know, a lot of players make the cut this week. So, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of diving into the eight thousand, what we're in, but lower eights. You got back to back Englishmen and Fitzy and Tommy Fleetwood Mac Daddy right there, eighty one hundred and eight thousand respectively. I'll tell you what, Tommy's playing a lot better. I mean, Fitzy's been playing great I, all season, but Tommy has. You been, know that I give you shit about Tommy. I know, Fleetwood, I know, but I I think that I have to agree with you. His he's been playing a lot better, and I think. His track record 
might proceed itself and he might do pretty well this weekend. Um, I don't know if he's going to do anything crazy. He's definitely going to make the cut, I think, but I don't think he's going to place that high. I mean, Tommy has a better major track record than Fitzy does. I, I like both of them, though. I I think they both warrant a play, especially firm and fast. Fitzy could be an, another first-round leader possibility there on Thursday. He's always lurking that yeah. first round. I think he cashes that you know, every 10th yeah. tournament. Fitzy FRL is a good range. All these guys are kind of like the 50 to 60 to 1 range that I was talking about just a little while ago. Where's Homa priced on uh, DraftKings? Uh, is he lower? We still got a little while to yeah, go. Yeah, he's, he's low. Like he's much low. higher on FanDuel. Yeah. Yo, but we, we skipped over my boy, uh, the mullet man. Cam Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's talk about it. him and Hideki. I mean, Hideki, we know the drill. I have them both down. Special. I'm not going to play Hideki because, you know, I always fade him because when it gets to Sunday, he just takes a shit. So. Good track record at Augusta, I know, though. I know, I know. Even Careful. Cam Smith even has a decent track record. Decent. I mean, he's got a second and a fifth in his, yeah, two in his, his last, last three years. Yeah. I actually am going to fade Cam Smith this week. Could be idiotic. Uh, get that. Love the guy. Not playing as well. Playing good playing good i just again him those guys that lurked last year at a very different masters i, I just yeah, the likelihood the of them again top tenning with the strength of the field we've never had as many top guys playing as well right now i just think that i'd rather take an adam scott or a jason day in similar price range and a little bit cheaper uh to get back into that top 10 in majors category i mean cam smith is amazing try I, I like him as a player i just for me personally again i'm banking on the odds that he's not gonna T10 again with the amount of competition that he's facing. Um, so strictly strictly a, a probability standpoint for me, but warrants a play, no doubt, if you feel that. I mean, play Cam Smith. Great. <laughs> Obviously loves the year. Only guy to ever break 74 rounds in a row. That, I mean, that that last year. So that was pretty impressive. But I'll take Sergio, 79 for uh, me. I see. Lay it down. I lay lay love, it down for me. I love 50 Sergio. to 1, that's going to be a play. Yeah, I love Sergio this week. Uh, 2017 winner here. Uh, he sat out last year because uh, of COVID and no, the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. So uh, he's coming back right now. I kind of read these off before a little early, but Sergio's second strokes gained off the tee, tenth in stroke gain tee to green, and he's forty eighth strokes gained total. Um, he's got a sixty percent driving accuracy, which is going to come into play at this course. So I, I think his current form, he looks pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah. So I think he's going to be contention for T10, T20 range for sure, and maybe make a push in the early rounds. I don't know about Sunday, though. Sergio does look good. He's such a choke artist, though. Like, he's yeah, not, he's, he's, he's not sucks. going. He's not winning Sunday, this Sunday sucks. Like Only problem with Sergio, honestly, is since he won the jacket over Justin Rose, Romeo the Caddy, shout out, obviously had that big victory over me uh, for the Justin Rose play, but uh, he's been total shit in majors since then. Like really bad track record in majors since that victory. But I'll take his form and his price and his history here uh, over anything else. I mean, another guy I, like Lee's been playing here for twenty years. Like obviously was uncomfortable for here for many years, and then finally took it home. Uh, I think Sergio is just an amazing value at seventy nine hundred for sure. Absolutely. I was just looking over here. So the last twelve winners were in the top thirty of the golf rankings. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you got to be looking towards that top of the board. Yeah, yeah. I think Schwartzel was like 29th when he won because yep. I were mentioning it last night. But, yeah, I think I, I think it will be a top dog. I just think it could be like a 1A top dog yep. situation. So we'll see. Bubba, uh, again, playing like kind of sneakily well. Like uh, He's going to lurk. He's going to lurk. There's no gonna, chance that he does I absolutely hate Bubba Watson. Me too, but There's like, yo, at Augusta, but at Augusta dude, you got to think. At Augusta, Bubba Guy will lurk. has struggled with mental issues. They had him on live from last night. Uh, interview sounded great. I, I usually stay far away from Bubba. Uh, but the, again, we mentioned it last time. Bubba tracks and not Bubba tracks. Augusta, Bubba track. Big lefty, won twice a year. Uh, Again, not a lot of good-priced Americans in this tier at all. This is all Euro from Fitzy down. I mean, literally, Cam Smith, look at this, from 8,300 down to, wow, down to Willie Z. It's $1,000 worth of no Americans besides Bubba in that range on DraftKings. So, I mean, maybe I'm just ill, but when I build lineups, I try to go for the optimal lineup, and I think the leaderboard has to have a good mix, especially at a major with a world-heavy field. You want you want a good amount of international guys, but like for to take out an entire thousand dollars worth of pricing and only have one American, frankly, an American that's won twice a year. I mean, Bubba probably at low ownership too. Honestly, he's he's flanked by Sergio 
and Paul Casey at 7,700, who, I mean, that was the first Monday misprice. It was tweeted out early. I mean, that is egregious, that misprice. Yeah. That is $1,000 too cheap for Uncle Paul. Guy that's played here 20 times, runner-up, fourth, sixth, uh, pretty decent form of late. Won the, uh, won the Dubai Desert Classic, so actually look into that as being a correlated guy who won. Willett won there. Uh, several guys won there before winning at the Masters. Listened to his coach yesterday, Peter Costas of uh, CBS, used to be on every year. He just said that, you know, frankly, whether he's my student or not, the guy has no weaknesses in his game right now. Uh, and just amazing year-to-day form. Paul Casey, 7,700, could be an I EFL. know Liam's on Paul Casey. Yeah, I'm on Paul Casey, even at 9,900 on FanDuel. I got him in almost all my lineups. I love him this week. I think he's a real shot at winning it. The fucking difference in DraftKings versus FanDuel in pricing yeah, is crazy. the dumbest thing I've ever well, seen. It's like they come out with these misprices. They read Chiefs tweet, Twitter, and then they fix them. <laughs> yeah, now no. I can't put these guys yeah. in my lineup. Yeah, I don't know if that's what's happening. But uh, I'll tell you what, this whole range is just it's just messed up. I mean, Paul Casey, 77. Adam Scott, prior winner of the Masters. I think you'll see him lurking this week, 7,600. Jason Day, ready for the psycho mental stat of the week. Uh, read an interview with him. Talking about how <laughs> the way he visualizes his shots, especially putting, you know, you see him like literally close his eyes. The right side of his brain was messed up. Apparently, I'm not. You could well, read that blow up on Friday. Like, and he, he was literally having like a mental relapse with the way he was visualizing shots, and he said that he's fixed it. So I'm just saying, if you're into the narrative of right side versus left side of the brain, Jason Day, uh, again, 7,500, like. Am I going to bank on another Cam Smith top five, fourth, or third in four years, or am I going to have Jason Day and Adam Scott, both in decent form, have shown flashes that they're getting back to normal, uh, guys that play well at correlated courses and have come very close to winning the jacket. Again, last year, 2011, Jason Day was in the final three pairings. Like These guys yeah. have been there for many years and have come so close. Uh, I mean, I just I, I see one of these guys maybe breaking through this week. See, I do. See, and then to counter that, right underneath him, the answer man. Whoa. Right? Well, I mean, it's not, well, it's not a WGC. You may, so. you may a little skip over. Oh, why? Well, who who's underneath him? I I, I just know that answer man 7,400. I'm going to tell you another misprice. The man from the Serengeti himself, King Louis. Oh, the great. All right. Too shy. Too shy. Big game yeah. hunter. Okay. Like I said, I compare him to a malnourished leopard looking for a kill. This guy. Talk about his famous double eagle at the second hole at the Masters back back in the day. Runner-up at every major. Double eagle, the good old albatross? The albatross, albatross. one of the few here. Uh, a guy who won the Open Championship and has lurked at many other championships, especially in windy conditions, especially I mean, in these parts of his Augusta. His track record here is ridiculous. The old colonel likes him some Louis this week. I got to tell you, I think 7,500 for a player of his ilk in major, 75-1. to 1. Yeah, I would you hop on the LIE and head over to Hoboken <laughs> and get that bet in uh, at MetLife because Louis at 7,500. And, yes, the profit at 7,400 must be considered. I mean, the guy was lurking with DJ for most of the Masters back yeah. in You're November. between him and Neiman, though, at 7,400. Yeah. You know, Neiman is striking his tee shots like crazy right now. Yeah, Elite but the answer man is also playing also. pretty well. Neiman. Yeah. Yeah, they both. I like them both. Uh, I like a sprinklage of both of them. And Only I, second star for Neiman, though. You know, so many guys. There's just so him, many Him, Sung Jay, Morikawa, or all taking their second shots here. I also well, same thing with Answer Man. Yeah. yeah, and I think Willie Z will soak up a little ownership. I won't be touching him again. Yeah, the no, no he's a Wake Forest guy. I love him. Great player. Great ball striker. Would have really liked him back in November when he could just do a target practice, but that's not the case this week. Uh, I like the answer, and I like Neiman a little bit more than Willie Z. Uh, also, back in bed with uh, Cousin Harris English. Uh, again, elite, fast, bentgrass putter. Local guy from Georgia. 7,300 uh, for Harris English. 100 to 1. I'm not going to say he's going to win, but again, we could see a Danny Willett-esque year when some guy just breaks through on the back nine, wind picks up, other guys shit themselves, and he's there holding the jacket at the end. I mean, Harris English, 7,300. Very intriguing contrarian option for you right there. Off Billy Ho and Justin Rose. We I got think Billy Ho is going to get a little uh, percentage bump for how hot that? he's playing oh, yeah. right now. Oh, I, like yeah. Billy Ho I just right don't now. know if this course fits how? his game over a couple other guys down there. In the, in the field, it definitely I, – I wouldn't touch him because of who's playing. But I, I don't know. Billy Ho is 
I'm a big Billy Ho guy. Don't get me wrong. I me think too, we're all Bill, yeah, we're big Billy Ho guys. You know, we're, <laughs> we all are the the Gator, but not a like amazing track record uh, nah. at Augusta. Thirty eight of fifty six, and then missed cut, and then he had, but he had yeah. seventeen. What was it? Twenty sixteen. Okay, 17? yeah, seventeen. I mean, listen, that's a, just a matter of him coming in playing better now than he has ever before. Like he just took down the best field in the match play. He didn't necessarily have to defend off and beat all of the top guys but he made it through and beat several top players definitely uh i like billy ho i mean if, if i if i had any clarity on justin rose's health does justin rose sub 8k low be in effect but i can't fully put it into effect just because we don't know if the guy's healthy like he's withdrawn twice when he's played he's second in saudi arabia i mean he's playing well when he is healthy i don't know if he's healthy if we get any inkling that he's going to be healthy before tee off i think justin rose could be a, a potential hammer situation yeah i think we take him and brooks get that you know extra two thousand yes. dollars in value yes you know, add a little, i don't know the rose add a little lineup together there go the injury pro maybe yeah just hey listen throw wolfie in there with the floppy wrist oh, no. <laughs> wolf's not going to play <laughs> yeah never. no shot nah, never again like he's so inconsistent it's just uh, you got to stay away from wolf and that brings us to Mighty Max Homa, 7,100. Homa. Uh, I mean, anyone else want to grab the hammer for this one? Because if not, we're going to go for hammer number two. I, I, Chief, I'm going to let you take the hammer not number two on this one. This I know we talked about it earlier in the week, but, you know, I, I got a little another plan for you with my Secondary hammer, hammer for me, Pause. Mighty Max Homa, uh, 7,100. A uh, guy that, of course, had his breakthrough at the Riv, one of the top correlated courses. Guess where he won before that? Wells Fargo. Okay, that another correlated course, North Carolina, Quail Hollow. Uh, big time course, big time tournament. Seventy one hundred for a guy that's in great form. Got his feet wet back in November, and has talked about it on his podcast. Actually, with Shane Bacon, pretty good listen. Uh, not a lot of players will do their own podcast. Just talked about how he felt so comfortable around the grounds of Augusta. Um, so I, I'm looking at Max Homa to certainly make the cut. 100 to 1, again, just you never know. I always bring up Danny Willett, but uh, at least for a top 10 bet, Max Homa, 7,100. Uh, he'll be my my top play, I think, in the seven, low 7,000 range. And I, I think that it's just a solid, solid play the way he's playing right now, and I expect him to be lurking. No, absolutely. He's playing real well right now. He's a very likable guy. Very likable guy, but, you know, I'm sure you follow him on Twitter by now. He's a good guy. I mean, look, there's just so many names here that you can make a case for. Sugar Shane Lowry, 7,000. We know he was playing well. Took a trip up to Augusta with Uncle Lee right after Bay Hill before the Honda. Yeah, I I didn't love that with how much they were playing, but I like that they got their feet wet on the course, saw how it was playing. Uh, Like him, you know, handsome Victor Perez, 7,000. VP. I don't know about VP. Nah. Nah, stay away from VP this weekend. I don't know. Pretty good in the match play. 46 on his first round last year. I, I think I think he must be considered. I think Molinari must be considered at 7,000. Guy who had this tournament, honestly, Which, in his back pocket until Tiger. I feel like that's pretty disrespectful for Franny. But yeah, with his current form, I don't know. Yeah, uh, mediocre. Kind of up and down with his current form this year. Obviously moved the family to Los Angeles a few months back, kind of settling in. Played well on the West Coast, and then just kind of, you know, with him, it's it's very up or down. I'm thinking about that leaderboard at the British when it got a little windy. Kisner was on top. But again, firm and fast in the wind. You could see a Kisner. You could see a guy that's not as long off the tee, a Molinari, a guy that's going to hit every damn fairway and get that extra 20 yards off carry. I mean... I, I like Molinari as a very, very intriguing sleeper play for a guy that's had success here. And another one that just, if he adds that second major, it's Hall of Fame. He might be already just because what he's done for the game in Europe, but 7,000, man. I think, honestly, I didn't look at it yet. I'll let you guys know a little bit later on. But I think for an, an absolute lock of a play, you take Franny making the cut, no matter what it is. I don't think, I think it's not going to be anything crazy, too, because he's so low. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that at all. Um, seven thousand Molinari. Um, okay. Would would you not gonna be a hammer play though? No, I can't no, be the only no. one breaking out. Oh, I've broken oh, out two oh, hammers. Okay, there better so, be a couple so hammers coming, this, boys. This, it's this, a little the, the point I was making with the DraftKings versus FanDuel shit in the pricing is because my man, my main man, is so low on DraftKings in pricing 
Uh, you know exactly uh, who I'm talking about. We can about. skip down to him because I, I don't really right. love any oh, of his other I don't know where, where uh, my guy is in that range, but we'll go right after a little... Uh... You already know. Siwoo Kim, 6,700. Yeah. He's 8,600 on FanDuel. He's got a decent track record here. Uh, he's playing fairly well. You know you got to ride with him. I have like five different bets on my sheet in front of me <laughs> with Siwoo Kim, See. all related to him. See. You know... He's a beast. Lay the fucking hammer on him. <laughs> he is going to play uh, out of this world. Just what? mark my words. Like Siwoo it. Kim to the moon. Like yeah, it. already six top 20s in you know, the second half of 2020. I like it. Like Siwoo a lot in this uh, in this area. Good on bent grass. Has Claude Harmon now teaching him. He's lurked in big tournaments before. Uh yeah, that's a misprice for Siwoo right there. Si- he's Siwoo so low. I don't understand. Those, he should be that. about seventy four hundred the way yeah. he's been playing this year. Couple he had a, he had like a month when he was like, like literally didn't make the cut, but he just bounced right back at the players. Like I think he was fine. He probably was just going through. He's he's up and down. He's like Bubba. Yeah, he's when very the big courses fit his eyes though, he's not scared of the you know limelight. He's all over. Oh no, he's 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 lurked in big tournaments. And it, you know he's plus eight thousand for the round one leader, and you know I'm gonna lurk on that a little bit. I haven't said it yet, but I'm thinking about it. We'll see. I like. I just love Siwoo this weekend. And you know what? With the value that you're getting because of the pricing, there's no reason not to play him. Yeah. I got another, another nice value play okay. right here. Lay it on me. You need, Someone you need who the, has you know, you pretty that. much all-around game for this course, a magician with the flat stick. Oh, boy. And someone who his odds are not going to be like this forever because European multiple winner on the tour, Christian Bezin, who oh, the Bez, you the swiped Bez. it from me. You swiped from the Bez. Oh Absolute, my god, give it to him. Legend. Give it to him. Let Come on, let's that. go. Step up. It's hammer his, time. His baby. odds will not be up here forever. He's gonna Love be a that. major winner in you know the next three, four years. And I'm gonna say it's gonna be this week. Whoa, the Bez, the, the Bez. Bez to the win. Bez. He survived the rap poisoning and now he's gonna win the Masters. What is Holy he like 150 shit. to one? He is 125 to one. Love. Damn, that's not okay. Love, okay. Not the bad, best. not bad. And the guess best. who's priced right under him at sixty six hundred? Literally right below him, Mister Danny Willett. Oh, the Willett man. I'm not on him this week, and I'm playing a little bit better. But I will just say, I like the karma of him being right on top of him. A guy who, again, we've said it, dudes that just black out around the greens. Bez also top scrambler, a uh, guy that just can put the lights out with anybody. As long as he just stays out of serious danger off the tee, the wind picks up. I think the Bez is a phenomenal I- call, and I like him also at that number. Danny Wood kind of scares me only because, you know, he has a win and then he has three missed cuts and then he has a 25th, but it doesn't really, I don't really count that 25th because of the, the course wasn't the same. Yeah. I mean, it's more of a sentimental thing for him. And I, I don't know that he's ever going to get to another green jacket or another major certainly could lurk again. If the conditions pick up playing a little better, I like Mr. Munoz right under him. Oh, at 6, I was 600. on Munoz last week. Uh, yeah, played very well at Valero. Had, had a little bit of a rough stretch earlier this year, but it's come together. Was no, yeah, the last couple of weeks he's been playing well. His mat, he played well in the match play, and then yeah. he followed up with Valero, and now he's looking to move into the contention this weekend. I don't know if he's going to be a T10 guy or anything like that, I but mean, I think he, he, he definitely plays last well. Year, he, I, I would say Munoz is a nice little play. Uh, it's crazy. We're, we didn't even bring him up yet, but Uncle Phil, sixty six hundred. I, I think he'll soak up most of the ownership, even though like he's in decent. He's actually striking the ball well. But, he is. Uh, can always lurk at Augusta, especially if that number goes down towards Zach Johnson territory. It's not going to be around level par. It's going to be probably more between five and ten under if the wind picks up. Yeah, Phil's not a guy that's just going to make the cut, though. He's either missing the cut or he's yeah. coming top He's going balls to the walls with the glasses on and everything. I mean, Phil's going to be gunning at pins like a savage from Thursday onwards. Uh, we'll see if he makes it to the weekend. But I feel yeah. like his one issue is he makes things harder for himself sometimes around the green, trying to be all tricky and cool. Yeah, yeah. He still does it. He's still, I don't know why. Like I, I saw a chip from, I want to say, two weeks ago where, you know, he could have just chipped, let it run a little bit, tried to do a nice little flop shot, ended up off the other side of the green, ended up with a double. Yeah, also probably has the best shot maybe in Masters history, best approach oh, shot yeah. on 13 in 2010, threw the trees, split it, and actually missed the eagle putt, which a lot of people forget, uh, but made the birdie in one, so that's all that matters. But listen. Crazier shit has happened, guys. We had a yeah. global pandemic last year. weren't expecting that. Would not be shocked for a Phil T10. Really, just make the cut, lurk around. The number doesn't go too low. Shoot 67 on Sunday and get out of Dodge yeah. with a nice T10, a nice fat paycheck yeah, for fat, Uncle Phil. Yeah. And fat check. In his listen, pocket. we've seen guys, 
Freddie Couples lurking. Lurking. Freddie's coming okay. back this week. Freddie will be back. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked to see Freddie Couples make the cut. Oldest dude to make the cut. Do we have a number on that? I don't know. Old man, high old man, high AARP number. What is that going to be? Plus what? I don't know. But listen, Freddie Couples, interesting. There's actually some decent guys here. We're getting down towards the end of the pricing, but where's my man Jimmy Walker? Dude. Uh, probably like hunting a bison somewhere because like that dude eats way too much red meat. If you follow, he's actually one of the most insane follows on Instagram. Talks all about like astronomy and that's that's his thing is astronomy and red meat. He's grilling something a different rogue meat every night, and then he'll just be like sitting out drinking wine, talking about the stars. In truly insane follow if you haven't followed Jimmy Walker. Love it. Uh, but what don't are you doing expect with your master plan. Ah, get a new smoker. Getting a smoker. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't expect him to be lurking at all. Um, <laughs> oh, getting back to the Freddie Couples thing. Uh, so Bernard Langer was 63 years old. And he made the cut, and yeah. right now Freddie's 61. So. Dude, Bernie's the man, and so yeah. is Freddie. I think Freddie could make the cut. I, I could, wouldn't be I shocked. Think, I think he easily makes the cut, which is going to be so Or is in dead last. Or, yeah, or he nah. could be. There's a few guys. That's the thing about this field is you can just wipe out 20 dudes that are either amateurs or guys that have that lifetime exemption to play from winning back in the 70s or 80s. You know, Sandy Lyle. Some of these other guys, like, they really should not be here. But, you know, God bless them. They won. They, they deserve to be yeah, here. I think maybe, you know, one, two, three of them make the cut. That's, you know, 17 guys out of it. That's only another you know, 20 guys missing the cut there. Yeah, I mean, bottom of the board, Cam Champ. We want to hop on him again, boys? What do we Fuck think about that? no. I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's also know that he did birdie his last three holes on Friday to make the cut, get some I extra know, points into the week. Yeah, but he just had dude. a terrible Monday. It happens. I mean, Thursday. It happened. <laughs> dude. Felt like a Monday for him. It did. But, all right, so last few guys for me here, Ryan Palmer, Always should be considered on bent grass when it's windy. Uh, Sixty-five hundred. Kevin, nah, we already talked about it. Listen, nah. guys played well. Riviera winner. I mean, won four times over the last year, which is pretty impressive. Um, I mean, listen, I, I don't know. <laughs> we want to just see DJ put the jack on for the awkward confrontation. That'd be so funny. That would be that would be dope. But I don't know. Again, and then two other first timers. Actually, minimal first timers in this field. You have Willie Z, and then you have. Carlos Ortiz, who I love and would be that would be a misprice if he wasn't for his first time around here. Uh, same with Bobby Mack. So Bobby Mack was playing with Sandy Lyle, fellow Scotsman and winner of the Green Jacket, as well as Patrick Reed. He was practicing with so, uh, and again a big lefty. So Bobby Mack, interesting play. But I just any guy that hasn't had at least one trek around here in tournament conditions. What about Lanto? I'm not playing him. Lanto, what I saw around the green frightened me at the at the match play. I think he somewhat fixed it. He did play competitively against Poulter. Uh, but I I mean listen, Lanto has lurked. Lurked at the PGA Harding Park. Could certainly lurk here. Wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but I prefer Matt Wallace at sixty four hundred, who lurked last week. Another guy's won four times on the Euro Tour over the last three years. Big game hunter. Talked about how well he's hitting the ball right now. Uh, I just think Matty Wallace just keeps the hot play going from Valero, especially if it's going to be windy. 6,400, that could be a sicko special. It's not even that sick, really. I mean, I would say he's my top guy in the sub-65 bargain basement bin is probably Matt Wallace, just based on form. Bargain basement bin. The That's bargain basement awesome. bin. Or ZJ. <laughs> I mean, look at some of these guys. What are you thinking about uh, my second favorite Canadian from north of us? Mackenzie Hughes. We didn't even talk about the first Canadian, Corey Connors. Yeah. The highly owned. I actually like Mac Hughes. Again, Yo, wait, potential first-round Did- leader if it's windy on Thursday. Mac Hughes, 6,300. There's worse plays out there. He was considered briefly, but I don't know. He's not long enough overall. He's, he's He may be lurking early if it's windy, but I, I don't expect him to be hanging around on the weekend when it, when it calms down and it comes a little bit softer on the greens. It's just not long enough for me. Yeah. What are you looking up like, trying to see if that Canadian bet hit from last week? Yeah, because I hey, that was my hammer. I would let the I would let the people know. I wanted to make see if anybody won some money. I don't know who else. Uh, fucking Angel Cabrera was in a, in a prison. I don't think he's playing. He, that's a whole <laughs> insane story. But I don't want to get into it now. But hopefully, all the best for him. Uh, VJ, we think, what do we think? VJ can make a little cut here. I don't know. Don't don't. Absolutely not. Just stay out of this range. There's too many top yeah, dogs. No. I mean, you may get one or two of these guys lurk potential. I agree. I think the Bez and Siwoo are maybe your two best plays in this range. Yeah, DraftKings, there's so many guys, you know, over, you know, 7,500 to that 8,500 yeah. range. You could avoid most of the guys under that 7,500 besides a few that we, you know, went over. 
So uh, the uh, hammer from last week indeed did hit. It did. So let's go two for two. See woo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get the chain gang get, out. Get if he did man. hit the All hammer. Right, hit the hammer, give him the chain. Chain of glory going on legs. I don't know. I mean, you already know it's good. I don't know if it's You already know it's good. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full chain game, but we'll give it to him. Yeah, it's a half a chain game. Chain game, whatever. I can't even speak right now. All right. I think we pretty much hit everybody on DraftKings. Uh, We'll take a brief pause, then we'll give you our final bets to win. Before we do our final bets, let me give you guys a little info on blatantbusinessapparel.com. So if you're listening to this, safe to say you love golf apparel. But what about corporate apparel for your actual day job? We've got it. How about some rugged outerwear for when your team's working out in the trenches? We've got that too. With brands ranging from the North Face to Carhartt, we've got it all. Just send us over your company's logo and we'll render a design for you free of charge. Just mention the podcast. Whether it be button downs, slacks, beanies, or construction gear, we have the best selection of business apparel, all made in house right here on Long Island. Tell them the chief sent you and we'll give you 15% off your first custom order over $100. Check it all out at blatantbusinessapparel.com or give us a call, 516-586-8162, and we'll hook you up, blatantbusinessapparel.com. Sweet. So we're going to be getting into some bets here for our final finish to the podcast. I'm going to be releasing some matchups on Twitter, so make sure to tune into those. I went 9 for 10 last week at the Valero, full-round matchup, so heat it. heat it up a little bit. For my outrights this week, I'm going to have four guys. First guy, Bryson at plus 1150. Second guy, Webb Simpson, plus 3500. Some big value there. Then Uncle Lee Westwood. Let's go. At plus 5000. And last one, Christian Bezen, who, who I saw from plus 10,000 to plus 17,000. So, you know, that 100 to 170. 175 to one range right there. You can make a big buck on if you could contend. I like that. All right, legs. What do we got? All right, so I got a couple. Uh, definitely, I think hole in one on round six, in round four on 16 is plus 150. Cool. So I kind of like that. Uh, Much lower than I thought. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the Franny to make the cut, he's only minus 167. I think there's good value there. I think there's no reason why you shouldn't take that. Um, I have Morikawa, T10, plus 275. And then my all-in bets, which are Siwoo, which is 150 to 1 to win outright. Siwoo, top 5, plus 2,000. Siwoo, top 10, plus 900. Fuck yeah. Triple triple down. (laughs) Triple down Siwoo, baby, to the moon. All over the South Korean, baby. Love it. All right, legs. I'm looking to take that chain for you next week. I'm gonna give you guys a bunch of plays here that kind of coincide with my Monday misprices, DraftKings value plays. But I'll give you just straight up to win. I like Justin Thomas up top. He was at 12 to one. I like Patrick Cantlay 22 to one. Uh, we're gonna skip over one for now. We're gonna go to Sergio Garcia 50 to one. Paul Casey 45 to one. Adam Scott 66 to one. King Louis 75 to one. Then down the board a little bit. Uh, Mighty Max Homa, 100 to 1. I don't know how Romeo got him, 150 to 1. God bless him. Uh, going down, I like the Bez also, 125 to 1 with Liam on that. And back up to the top, I'll give you my final play. I mentioned him before. Fingers crossed. I hope it works out well for him. 40 to 1. Uncle Lee Westwood will be dying the green jacket come Sunday night. Damn, boys. I'm so fucking pumped for this. I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I'm juiced right now. I've been I, watching the old ones, and you know, you mentioned before Chris DeMarco, Huntington's finest. He, he had yeah. a couple of tough breaks, but you, just, let's wrap it up. Just give me your, your favorite few Masters moments. Yeah. What I do mean, you think? The what 2005 else? Masters, Tiger, first round playoff against yep. DeMarco. I think that was definitely so legendary for him. Um, definitely solidified. Well, continue to solidify how good Tiger really is and how good he was, so. I mean, by far my favorite moment is 2019 Tiger winning, you know, the resurgence of him coming yeah. back. It was, you know, a big time where, you know, golf was getting really big for a lot of us here. I know me and Lake started playing like crazy two years ago and really dove into golf. You know, I know you've been involved with it for, you know, a longer time, but it was just great to see Tiger, you know, in peak form like we didn't really get to fully see, you know, being uh 1996, 1997 babies over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tiger, for what it's worth, I would recommend reading the book uh, by Armin Katayan and just the Tiger Woods biography. Amazing story. Guys had a lot of ups and downs, but his victory in 2019, I think, if it didn't bring chills to you, then, then you're dead inside. I mean, that was amazing. 
obviously I think the Chris DeMarco with the chip in from Tiger, I don't know if that might have been the best Masters. Um, for me personally, Phil's first win in 04 was uh, just an amazing victory. It meant so much to him. Coming back when his wife was battling cancer in 2016 and, and pulled it off, uh, win for the whole family, that was a big one. Uh, also sentimental is uh, Ben Crenshaw when he when he took it down. You know, uh, think a lot about Uncle Harvey Penick, his teacher, died two days before the tournament. Uh, was a teacher to many of the top pros down in Austin, and and the way Crenshaw took that in '95 with Carl Jackson on the bag, that was that was really just what this game is about. You know, the love of the sport and the bond between player, caddy, and coach. It comes all together around Amen Corner at Augusta. So hopefully we see something similar to that this weekend. I can't wait to watch. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blayton Golf. We're dropping a sick video in the next hour. You'll see it. Give us a shout, like, subscribe, download our stuff. Five-star rating would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we've got a bunch of new merch out, BlaytonGolf.com. We got some sick T-shirts, Travis Matthew gear, hats, the whole nine yards. Check it out. Um, listen, hopefully we gave you guys some guidance this week. Ready to rock out at Augusta. Best of luck to everybody. One time, Uncle Lee. Let's get it. Let's go.